Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. If you love the game of baseball, there was no better time to be sitting on your couch in front of the TV watching ESPN or MLB Network or whatever yesterday from about 11. I did it from 1130 till 3 o'clock, maybe 330. And, um, Brian, I, I I don't know that I've had a more enjoyable time just watching TV. I've got a blister on my thumb from the remote. <laughs> yeah. I'm switching around because every time someone went to a break, I went somewhere else. MLB Network, ESPN. Yep. A little disappointed that, you know, our local uh, networks, you know, had to wait till their prescribed times to, to get, you know, breaking news wasn't breaking news to them. But there was plenty of information out there. I mean, my head was still spinning yeah. by, you know, at 315 or whatever. No, it was crazy. And somebody asked that. I think it was Jeff Agrest. Actually, someone had mentioned why. And the only thing I can think of it that makes sense is they don't have the personnel. They don't have the. Okay, well, that's money. I I know. I know. If you're going to be a baseball network or an all sports network, on a day like yesterday. Have somebody plan to sit there even if they have to do nothing. Absolutely. I mean, mean, no one saw the magnitude. I mean, a few weeks ago, by the way, stranger, you know, a few weeks ago when we last worked, we were wondering if one of the big three on the north side was going to get traded. <laughs> right. Well, they're all out there. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Right. I mean, nine players, seven in the last 24 hours. Rick Hahn, very busy on the on the other side of town dealing with the Cubs and Cleveland. I mean, just shocking stuff all the way around, right? Yeah, I but think so. If, if you're going to be a big boy sports network or, or certainly a, a baseball network, um, you know, that's your time to shine. Yeah. Right. Yep. Your eyes, I went right to Marquee and, you know, I had to wait till after two o'clock to, to get anything from them. Right. Right. So thank God for MLB Network, ESPN, ESPN 1000. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we had it all covered, but I didn't, it didn't, I mean, didn't see it all coming. Um, still trying to dissect what came back to the Cubs. I know some White Sox fans are like, wait a minute, you gave up Madrigal. You know, I get Kimbrell's going to be great and all this, but. You're swinging for the fences for this year. I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, Rick Hahn didn't leave any doubt in anyone's mind that this is a year, right? He's winning this one that, and worry about the future in the future. Yeah, he did. And I was one of those guys. I didn't want to give up Madrigal. Uh, there was no doubt. Cody Hoyer, you, I mean, I would have given Cody Hoyer to anybody that was interested. Because if you're interested in Cody Hoyer after seeing him pitch this year. Well, see now, because I, I'm reading where, and I was going to ask you this. Yeah. He's pitched better than his five one two ERA, yeah, and I'm getting hear. resounding no from you. Yeah, well, they're also saying that uh, Aaron Bummer's pitched better than his too. And um, even last night, when Aaron Bummer got out of a jam, he created the jam. And um, yeah, you know they're they're explaining on TV about how oh he gives them more soft soft hits than anybody. I don't care. They all they're, count. They're right. They're still hits. You know, <laughs> they still count as hits. And, I mean, the um, home run yesterday that you know was in the glove, and then you know. Right, a little collision goes yeah. over the fence. That still counts as a home run, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, the White Sox win yesterday six to four. The Cubs that lose. had everything too. After oh my god, that, that, was, that game had everything. Yeah, but I mean, the White Sox win on a homer that was tipped over the fence by two outfielders. Right, um, a single, a fielder's choice, mm-hmm. a walk. Another single and a hit by pitch with the bases Ooh, loaded. And a hit by pitch. Really. Oh, I mean, they, they their bats have not. You know, they've just disappeared yeah. over the last couple of weeks. And watching their games are tough because they're not doing anything. And then the the starters, 
um, have struggled a bit too of late. Rodon and yesterday, uh, Lance Lynn gets a lead, and all of a sudden, you know, he's battling back and things like that. Um, so, so Rick actually, gives has up. more to do. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing? Well, Rick no, could, no. What, done more? But now, apparently, what they're going to do is they're going to try to rest their starters. And I'm not sure. I'm not a medical guy. I have no idea what the 60 game season did last year for the guys that are playing a full season this year. But it seems like a lot of people are using that as an excuse. Um, and they're and in their adjustments for what they're, they've got coming up. Apparently, over the next ten days, the Sox are going to spread out their starters a little bit, so they get a little bit more of a rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that for Rodon. I understand that for Cease because they're not innings guys. But um, we've seen Giolito and we've seen Lance Lynn go innings, and um, it hasn't seemed to bother them. So it's it's. I think White Sox fans have a reason to be still a little concerned. With you know the bats not coming through, yeah, and then Eli comes back for a game or two and he hurts his groin. But yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a day today where I want to get White Sox and Cub fans to jump on in and let explain to me how you think your team is doing and how you think how you reacted to yesterday and the last two days because I understand uh, Cub fans not wanting to see all their guys from the glory days go, but in the long run, it seemed to make the most sense. Um, because you had to move them. Now you might get one of them back next year. No, you don't think so. No. Oh, I think. I mean, who, which one? I think. Believe it or not, I think you may get Rizzo back. Okay. Now here, here's my thing on, uh, on Rizzo. And yeah. I love Anthony Rizzo and everything he stands for, and all the the joy he brought me, and and everything. What a decent, wonderful guy, seemingly, and all that. Right. He's making sixteen and a half million on the backloaded team friendly deal he signed. Right. If the reports are accurate, and and I think Jesse can tell us if they're accurate or not, if he turned down five years and $70 million, now I get that averages out to less than what he made this year. He's going to be 32, walkie back. Yeah. Um I don't think that that I don't think that's an insulting offer. I really don't. I mean, if you want to be the legacy guy, you want to be playing in one, you know finish your major league career where you, you really, I know you didn't start it here, but for all intents and purposes, you you were going to be a cub for life, right? Is that an insulting offer for a guy whose numbers haven't been great? His back has been an issue. And I mean, I, I, no, I agree with you in money. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand that part, but I don't see the other two guys coming back at all. No, and I think there's a possibility if they have some money, they'll tell. And if in fact he wants to come back here, they'll, you know, give him an offer and he'll maybe come back for his last couple of years. I don't know. That That's the only guy I can imagine. You um, know that uh, I saw, you know, if if you projected what he has, 14 home runs, right, currently? Okay. If he if if he had been playing in Yankee Stadium. Oh, my God. He'd be up to 23 home runs. Sure. If given his 300-plus foot uh, hits. Yeah. Or outs or whatever you want. I, I, I'm, still, I'm still dumbfounded that the Yankees have the – the fewest left-handed at bats this year in Major League Baseball is that possible? That's well, well, that's just that's just poor planning. Yeah, right. I mean, with that place, that short, yeah, short porch. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Yeah, no, that's crazy. And even former Cubs got traded yesterday too. I mean, you know, the Lester and the Schwarber get thrown in also. Wow. And, and you John know, Lester going to St. Louis of all places. Yeah, I mean the Washington Nash. I mean the Washington Nationals traded more than the Cubs 
yesterday. I mean, it yeah. was crazy, the number of people. They just go, and then, you know, I was watching uh, Pardon the Interruption yesterday. Tony Kornheiser just going nuts. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, you won two years ago, yeah, and you're moving Scherzer and Trey Turner and all this other stuff, and the only guy they have left is Soto. I mean, you looked at their lineup yesterday, and, you know, there was very little there. Um, you know, they, they beat the Cubs yesterday, but the guys that hit home runs for them is like, okay, who are these guys? Well, Josh Bell, I mean, a good move by them a couple of years ago and he's still there, but you know, that was bizarre too, but you look at it and I know there were Cub fans throughout the course of the day. All we, you know, Rizzo's gone, Bryant's gone, Baez is gone, but ultimately, I mean, don't you think Cub fans let us know three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six, this had to happen. Um, because it had to happen because none of these guys signed contracts in the past. Uh, on the MLB Network, they had mentioned, well, you know, Chris Bryant um, had the opportunity to sign a deal before this, and he decided not to sign a $200 million deal or whatever, and they looked at each other and said, well, that's another story. Um, it is. But all Javier these guys- Baez was close yep. to signing one before last season. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then, you know what the bed last season, and what, you know, and not all that much better, just a titch better with his OPS or OPB this year. I'm yeah. still not anywhere near what you would expect. So you wonder what free agency holds for him. But yeah, they all turned down a deal, right? And whether they're acceptable deals or not, Rizzo, Baez, Brian, Bryant, yeah. they all had money on the table. And we have some Twitter polls. And by the way, Gene uh, t- tweeted at us, uh, Genoman2462. I kept thinking, would the result of last night's game game been any different before the trades? Probably not. I mean, that's if you look at it with a critical eye. Right. What was this team going to do moving forward if they kept everybody? Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. And then, and then, are you going to keep them all past the deadline and then lose them all uh, mm-hmm. because they're not going to sign the deals or they think they're worthy of more money? Um, you know, you you send bias to a place he wants to go and plays with his you know childhood friend. Um, you, the Giants are looking for an at-bat. They're trying to hang on to a lead in the West, and they can use a guy like Chris Bryant who can play everywhere. They kept and also talking close to Las Vegas, you right? Know, which last checked was the family home. Yeah, and they kept talking yesterday about how he plays every position, you know, and he's, he's going to need to over there. Yeah, so he can play everywhere. And then, you know, you send Anthony Rizzo, a left-handed hitter, who yesterday actually showed, you know, they got him for a reason. Rizzo was the linchpin of the 2016 Cubs, the team that broke the curse, finally brought a World Series to Wrigley Field. He was as important a player as any of them, beloved in Chicago, will never, ever have to buy a meal there. And now he drills one deep to right field. There it goes. See ya. His first Yankee home run, and it gives the Yankees a one nothing lead. Yeah, and he also... That's in Miami. Yes, right. I know, and he hit the hell out of the ball, and he he walked, I think it was his first time up. Yeah. So, I mean, he moves there, and then, you know, I guess when you get there, it's kind of like going to a prison camp. Everybody shaves their head and gets rid of all their facial hair. Uh, because Not Chad Hoyer. <laughs> It was unbelievable uh, seeing him and Joey Gallo. They look like yeah. they, they like the kids that just got out of a grade school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rizzo with a homer highlights courtesy of the Yes Network, and he'll do fine there. He'll do great there. Maybe he wants to hang around, but you know they're they're not in a team right now. They're not a team that's in a playoff position, so they're looking but to move they, up. They, I mean, the moves they made tells you what the bar is still in New York, right? Yeah. I mean, you eight and a half, nine and a half back, whatever it is. And they're like, well, we're not done yet. We still have time to work here. And, and they made they made Yankee types moves that you know nothing shy about it. They don't concede anything. No, 
No. And you, you see the Yankees, they, their run differential, which I rarely look at, um, but it's it, it's a negative. It's negative yeah. four. And um, so they need help pitching-wise, too, you would think. And I'm not sure they got a whole heck of a lot. 312-332-3776. We'll get to your calls in just a second. We've got a lot of people want to jump on in, talk about it. But Chris Bryant goes, Baez goes, and you got some guys back, okay? And I understand with the Padres deal, with um, you, Darvish, these are guys that were deep down in the Padres system, okay? Young guys. I'm looking at the Bryant deal. You got the number nine and number 30 uh, prospects from the Giants. You got the number five prospect from the Mets in this um, Pete Crow Armstrong. Who's and, hurt? Just like just like magical. Yeah, they got a couple of hurt guys, but yeah. Well, yeah, uh, you know, in in a way, that's not bad because yeah, they all start fresh next season, and that's probably an easier way for them to move these guys. Hey, Crow Armstrong was nineteenth overall pick, right? Madrigal was the number four overall pick. Yeah, I mean, what the the Darvish deal was a salary dump, plain plain and simple. Jed Hoyer got some some assets back that you would expect to see at Wrigley Field at some point contributing to whatever it is they're going to be doing. Yeah, the Yankees, uh, a right-handed pitcher who was their number nine prospect and an outfielder, their number 12, who's a young guy, 19 years old. But they're, they're you know prospects that people have heard of before, which is a good thing. And it's interesting to me because... You know, the way that Rick Hahn built the White Sox is he traded established players for other guys' high draft picks. Um, you know, your Kopex, your Moncadas, guys like, you know, not only draft picks, but also international signings. Sure, and sure. guys that maybe didn't work in the other pharmacists or, you know, the other teams, and they came here. And we've seen how that's worked out. So I think what they did yesterday was actually a good thing for the future of the team. And obviously it's a future because there wasn't much of a future with what they had right now. Well, and one of our Twitter polls is uh, emotions aside, did Jed Hoyer, you know, do well with his trade deadline deals? And immediately we get people uh, tweeting at us, emotions aren't aside today. And I get it, right? I'm, I'm there with you. But if you can step back from that and say, in this fire sale, did he actually maximize three guys in walk years um, you know, I, I you know, everyone wants to tar and feather Tom Ricketts, and I, I understand that to to a point too. They did pick up the balance of Rizzo's salary, the five and a half million left, to maximize what they got in return. Uh-huh. They could have just said, "Hey, Yankees, you're paying Rizzo. We'll take whatever you get. You know, throw us, you know, whatever. Right. We're just trying to get rid of money." They didn't do that, so they they you know swallowed the five and a half million to to maximize the return. So do, they, do you get credit for that? If you're a Cubs fan, do you give ownership credit for doing that? Or is the, the sore too raw right now that you even give them, you know, don't, don't want to give them credit for anything? Callers hanging there. We'll get to all of you as we come back. It's Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. It was funny yesterday listening to uh, Waddle and Sylvie when the guys jumped out and the trades were just flying. And you heard Sylvie was trying to say that it was a win-win for the Sox and the Cubs. And it's funny because neither side Sox or Cub fans thought so. No. <laughs> and, no. And it was interesting uh, because if you've watched Nick Madrigal and I heard Cub fans say, oh, he runs things out and he's, um, you know, he runs, makes outs in the bases and he does, hey, Javi makes outs in the bases. Javi doesn't even run sometimes. Right. Um, you know, guys do that. He's learning. He's a young guy. He was leading the team in hits when he left. 
he gets on base, and maybe Jed Hoyer's going to finally look for guys that actually have on-base percentage as See, opposed that, to just that, swinging, swinging for the fences. Thing. I sit here and celebrate Nico Horner and say, you know, how come that guy wasn't starting? You know, because Jed Hoyer told us it was right. unanimous that, right. that Hap was the guy. Okay, whatever. Um, if I'm going to celebrate that for a team that – couldn't get guys on base and was home runs or strikeouts and nothing, mostly crickets. I mean, in April, they when they couldn't even get five hits a game. So I get that he's the ultimate empty average guy, magical. I mean, can he walk more? I would hope so. Yeah. Is he going to hit home runs? No. I mean, that that how are you going to change that aspect of his game, right? Right. So he is going to have to walk to get on base more. And, and he makes contact, but rarely does he make really hard contact. Uh, but if I'm going to celebrate Nico Horner being different than what I've been watching for the last three or four years with the Cubs, then Madrigal fits right in. Uh, and now you, you know you need you need more. You need some power. Sure, yeah, I don't sure know you do. It's going to come from. Yeah. And then, by the way, if you're Jason Hayward yesterday, are you a little bit embarrassed that your name? I mean, you, you, I mean, yeah. you're, you're banking. You're making all that money. But I mean, you're you're just stuck. The Cubs are stuck with you because they gave you that contract, and it, it's still dumbfounding to me that. There was more money on the table from some other teams, supposedly, right? right. The Cubs weren't even. But anyway, neither here nor there. If you, I want more contact and more base uh, base runners, then Madrigal fits right in. So, uh, again, could you've gotten more for Kimbrel? And, and you're right, the Sox fans were upset. Why'd you give Madrigal? Why yeah. did you just, you know, I saw people like, you want a Kopech? You wanted Vaughn? I never heard those no. names. I don't. No, I, don't, I didn't either. Come on. Yeah. Well, here's what Madrigal did. We're get right to the phones. Madrigal his last twenty games before he got hurt. 365, 420, 568. He had two homers, two triples, and five doubles. Right. Okay, so he's not just a singles guy, okay? No. He's, a, he's a gap guy. He's a guy that's going to get, get on base. He is going to improve defensively. He was better this year than he was last year. He was better on the bases this year than he was last year. So, you know, you go, you're, you come to the big leagues, you figure things out. You're, no one, very rarely is someone really good right off the bat, unless your name's Fernando Tatis, and then he just keeps getting hurt with the shoulder that keeps popping mm. out of him. Ouch. Yeah, and still hitting home runs when he comes back. Let's get to the phones. 312-332-3776. How you feel that your favorite team did during this trade deadline? Let's go first to John in Evanston. John, what's going on today? Hey, guys. Two points I want to bring up. I, I think I'd like to see the, the White Sox win the division and then start giving guys days off when they've got it captured and, you know, they're going, they're in the playoffs. Number two, you want, I can understand you want to give your starters an extra day off. Why don't, now that you've got extra arms in the bullpen, you can afford to put Dylan Cease in the rotation as the sixth starter at this point. And that would give your starting pitchers an extra day off. Well, Cease is five, right? Cease is five right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, you know, I mean, let them figure it out. But you got your seven, you got your eighth and ninth guys now, and the you know, in the rotation as far as pitching the eighth and the ninth goes, you'll just flip flop. And uh, I, I think their bullpen would be fine. You, you go with a six man rotation until you win that division, and then you start giving guys days off a little bit and start using the back of your bullpen a little bit more and giving some of your guys in the pen a little time too. Well, and Z and John, we appreciate the call. I think that's one of the reasons they brought Ronaldo Lopez up and he's just an innings guy. He can give you innings. He gives up a run here and there. He gave up one a couple days ago. He came in when they were losing also. Um, yesterday, they had to use five guys out of the bullpen. Um, Crochet, Bummer, Tapera. 
He was good in his first game. Easy. Um, yeah. Easy attempts, uh, you know. Yeah. It feels know. like C-Sheck where they just burnt him out yeah. and then shipped him off to the south side. Yeah. I mean, it was it was crazy. Uh, Ruiz, who actually <clears throat> got out of a, a big jam, and then Hendricks, who looked madder than I've ever seen him on well, the mound. Are you a little leery, and, and to John's call, I'm always a little leery of this take your foot off the gas thing and start yeah, I am too. doing things. I mean, you know, it's it's not even August 1st. Uh, okay, one more date. It's not September. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much rest. It sounds like from what Rick Hahn said, they're going with fewer innings approach, not fewer days between starts right, or more days between starts. I, I, this whole idea of, and, and I was going to ask you for a closure by committee, you know. Yeah. Is it is it Kimbrough? Is it Hendricks? Is it alternate? You know, Rick Hahn said, "Well, some days one guy's available, but no more six out saves for for Hendricks." I, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't I either. Like, I think right now, I mean, if you just look at the numbers and and who's doing the most or who's doing the best, Kimbrell should be the closer. But you don't come in and do that to, to Hendricks, right? Because he's a big bastard. Yeah, that he is. <laughs> well, he is, and so is so is Lynn. But Lynn wasn't uh, exactly the, the guy yesterday, and he was yeah. he was no, upset. Give him some runs early. Yeah, he went 104 pitches. He goes five innings. But Hendricks yesterday, he seemed. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't watched his face and expression after every single outing. But he looked more upset. Now I'm not sure if it was just because he gave up a homer in his outing before that, or if because all of a sudden now he knows he's going to be sharing the spotlight with Craig Craig Kimbrell. Right. I mean, so there's going to be an adjustment on the back end. the The whole idea of of giving guys more days off between starts. I yeah. just think that's premature, and I I don't I don't like that. I mean. As much as I've sat here for a month saying the only team that can screw this up is the White Sox, but no, you know, obviously Cleveland trading to you tells you they don't think they're going to do anything, no, and they're not. not at this point, right? I just, I just, you know, keep keep trying to get better and keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I don't, I don't like this idea of of. Well, here's what well, you do, and once you get, once you win it, once you win the division, or you have a, you know, you clinch the division, give a guy skip a start. Fine, you know, skip, get, go and skip a start for guys, and you'll be able right. to do that down the stretch at the end of the season. But, but the you know. reason this team is doing what it's doing is the mindset. I'm right. Yeah. You know, next guy up sure. contributes. It, it's you know, everyone everyone feels like they have to to pull their weight, and they have, and so they've overcome all the injury obstacles and everything else. Now's not the time. The message that Rick Hansen is, we're going for it. So now, please don't. Go the other way and just say, "Well, we can sit on our laurels right. because the division is ours." Yeah, you can't though, do that, right? Yeah, and they got tough games coming up too. I mean, they they do face the Yankees. You're going to see, you're probably going to see Ryan Tapera facing um, Anthony Rizzo at the field of, uh, field of dreams in a couple of weeks. Let's they go still on. have they still have to beat teams with winning records. Yeah, they I mean, do. Yeah, they do, and they have to get it in their heads that they can do it. And right now, they haven't been able to. Let's go to our buddy uh, Bill out in Woodridge. Bill, what's up? Hey, boys, good to hear from you. Um, you know, a, a bunch of things going through my mind. First of all, you mentioned Tapero. Was I daydreaming, or did he come in, give up a home run, a single, and a walk? Was that was that what happened last night? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It wasn't his best, but, you know, he he can only go up from here, I guess. He's a double I, I guess. I, I guess so. Anyway, the other thing, when you first started off today, you mentioned a little disappointment on uh, on getting information in our uh, local uh, media. And I was disappointed when I went to NBC Sports Chicago, and they were running poker. Is poker a sport? 
I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I realize they run it, but couldn't they have planned for a little, uh, you know, a little Amen. programming to cover uh, to cover the uh, trade deadline, especially since they carry the White Sox? Yeah, it uh, probably would have been a good idea, Bill. We appreciate the call as always. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. Um, you you always expect that, and you know, usually too, anytime there's a press conference, you would see it, but because of Zoom and everything over the last year and a half. They haven't done that because Zoom press conference is a little bit more difficult to put on the air, I guess. Um, and we don't see that that anymore either. Because like when Ryan Pace talks or, you know, Matt Nagy talked, I always knew I could turn over to NBC Sports Chicago and I could sure. catch that. Right. You don't you don't get that anymore. And, um, you know, everyone's trying to save a buck, I guess. That's well, and a lot of works. teams don't. Well, a lot of teams want that for their own content and stream right. on their own websites. That's right? true. Yeah, that's true, too. Let's go on out to Jim and Aurora. Hey, Jim, what's happening? Hey, guys. Brian, I feel sorry for you. I think it's going to be a four- or five-year wait, probably even longer than the last say, 10 I'll years take four, ago. I'll if take you four, look at years, If you yeah. look at these guys, they're all 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. There's, there's hardly any with college experience. The Pirates have a... The Pirates are going to be better than the Cubs for the next five years, oh, believe it or not. They, they've got you know guys with more experience. Not only that, you're going to have to fill in for the next three to four years with just mediocre starters to fill a lot of innings while these guys get ready. Uh, yeah. They got nothing. Well, Kyle Hendricks should have been asking to be traded yesterday, too. I mean, as it was know, going Jed, on, yeah. Jed Hoyer said, you know, why go halfway? Exactly right. Why Why not entertain offers for Kyle Hendricks? And, and I've been asking that question for a month. Why, if you're going to do this, then do it. I mean, see what you can get for him. Not give him away, but if, you, if someone overwhelms you with something, even though he's not a, a power guy, I'm sure someone could use him. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. Jim, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go on out to uh, George in Skokie. Hey, George, how are you? Good, Fred. Thanks for taking my call. Um, first off, uh, hats off to Rizzo. You know, if he Yankees is, is he deserves. It. I don't want him there, but he deserves the Yankees. He's been, you know, the the few years since seventeen, other guys have struggled. He's been poised. He is, you know, his he keeps a good batting average up. He shows up every day, and. Uh, you know, he just kind of kept. I think you know he's a he seemed quieter the last few years. You know, I think he just kind of wanted to keep his head down. But good for him, man. He deserves the pins and stripes. You know, uh, that's that's really uh, the elite. Because if you do your thing on your own, no matter what everybody else does, if there they want you, that's great. I don't think he's going to be back either. Because I don't I don't think he looked too happy in recent in recent months and year or two, based on you know sometimes you see him on the baseline or. The most recent stuff, you know, the the vaccine stuff. I don't know. It can be complicated. But uh, second, uh, Contreras, all the way, I would keep him forever. He, I, I wish him and Rizzo could play together because Contreras is the most passionate, like visibly passionate baseball player on the field every single time. And I think he's a, a good, you know, leader, especially given that Rizzo's gone. I think he's going to be a great leader. Now he's behind home play when he his first pitch in the into the stands in his first MLB career at bat. So that was awesome. And yeah. lastly, I don't know if you guys uh, know who Scott Hansen is. Yeah. Yeah, he's back. He, he They took him off of NFL Total Access, uh, which was like his flagship program Monday through Friday other than Red Zone. 
great broadcaster, great all-around broadcaster, sports. He's He does red zone, all that stuff. So glad to see he's back on at least a midday show with NFL Network. They replaced him and a bunch of other people, and they've got him on a midday show at least again. They pretty much just laid him off, but glad to be seeing him on red zone and seeing him uh, – uh, on this on the station as well. Thanks Hopefully, calling Bears touchdown. Yeah, too. thanks, George. Appreciate it. It's funny too because I've had Direct TV since '96, so mm-hmm, I never too. see Scott Hansen. I see Andrew Siciliano. He does my red zone uh, yeah. on Direct TV, so I've never seen him. Maybe next. No, actually, this think, year I'll still have Direct I TV. I think Scott Hansen is our caller's cousin. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people. I know that uh, anybody that has. Comcast, Xfinity, whatever they love him because that's what he does. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Direct TV guy from when they put the Sputnik up there, the first Saturday, yeah. whatever one. Yeah, yeah, I had it since '96. I went and bought yeah, me it. Too. And, yeah, it's like uh, you know they're going to have the NFL every game on Sunday. I got to have this, and I've had it ever since. Callers hanging there. We'll get right back to you. We'll also hear from Jed Hoyer. We'll hear from uh, Rick Hahn. And last night in the game, uh, Jose Abreu gets plunked not once but twice. First time, a little elbow thing. And then in the uh, eighth inning, he gets hit in the head. And, uh, yeah, uh, all of a sudden we got to see the sprinting Tony La Russa, which, is, which <laughs> makes that, me. Was that sprinting? That, for him it was. Hey, listen, you're 76 years old. That's sprinting. <laughs> that, that, was that, was, that was like he was trying to get to the front of the line for early bird special. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think he, he almost got there. So callers hanging there. We'll get right back to you. Hubner and Hanley here on an action-packed morning. We'll have Jesse in about 45 minutes talking about the uh, Cubs and the White Sox and the trade deadline, everything that went down right here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. It went yesterday afternoon, but uh, everybody got involved here in the city of Chicago. The Cubs getting rid of uh, most of their 2016 the World Series team that was still around, and the White Sox picking up some guys hoping to get there. Uh, Hanley and Hupner here on ESPN 1000-312-332-3776. We've got a couple other polls we want to get to. Um, White Sox GM Rick Hans, uh, deadline deals were great, good, too costly, or check back in October. And also, who is to blame, who is most to blame, I'm sorry, for the Cubs dismantling? Ownership, front office slash coaches, the players, or all of the above? You can get to all these on Twitter, at ESPN1000. And, um, Brian, we could have put down, see, we could have just put down Theo. Now, in my opinion... Is he bailed? (laughs) Well... Yeah, he was, a, he was a smart man. Once he realized nobody would sign a contract, he said, I'm not sticking around. I'm, I'm this not be brutal. tarnishing my legacy. No, I'm out of here. I'm going to go work for the league. Nobody can, see, Either well, nobody yeah. or everybody can yell at me. I'm, I'm going to work down the hall from the office I hope to have one day as commissioner. Yeah. Um, I, did you see Jed? It looked like he, I mean, he had been on a bender, not in a good way. With, yeah. Uh, with the growth, the beard, and the, uh, the voice. and I mean, Look, he's getting paid a lot of money to sit in that the yes, big sure he is. chair. Yeah, but to be it, no one's giving him credit today, right? I mean, they're roasting Ricketts first, but eventually they'll get the Jed. But you know, look, Theo, Theo blamed the culture about you know we have to change our approach and we change hitting coaches how many times? Right. And finally, Joe Madden's got to go, so it was more about you know the message not getting through to everybody, and. I mean, that ultimately the players underperform and turn down 
decent deals or what I would consider decent deals. And so who do you blame? I mean, who's most to blame? Ownership because they, you know, they sent the message with Darvish that we're just bailing on money because COVID costs us too much, even though the franchise is worth three and a half, four billion dollars. I mean, it, it's, you know, maybe it is all the above. We'll yeah. love to hear from Cub fans. Yeah. three one two three three two three seven seven six. And again, you can get the Twitter polls at, uh, on Twitter at ESPN at 1000. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to out to Lombard and uh, Peter. Peter, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? You are. You are. Hey, what's going I'm, on? All right. I'm going through the car wash here, but okay. try to hear me out. <laughs> Get the undercarriage. I'm trying. Go. The only all thing right. that's the undercarriage is me. Uh, <laughs> 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 I disagree with you guys about Rizzo. I would love to make a bet with you guys that Rizzo would definitely get a $100 million contract at least for four years. I'll take that. A four-year, because... If you look at his numbers, if we're talking about last year, if you're talking about last year, no, I don't even count last year. I think this year he was so much worried about where he's going to be at, where is he going and everything else. But he pretty much led that team. So five years straight he led that team in RBIs. He hit over 30 home runs and everything. That that The, the bulky back thing, you guys can get rid of that. that the kid hasn't had a bulky back since he's been in the league. And he have always put up numbers, no matter what. Okay, uh, four years, one hundred million, twenty five million per. Um, yeah, I'll take that bet. I would, I'd, you know, God bless him if he can get it. We don't even yeah. know if there's going to be baseball next year, right? They have a CBA to negotiate. Yeah, and then we'll figure out, you know, how much money we saw, how much non movement and big time contracts were offered last off season. I think those those days are over, where you just overwhelm people with. Decent but not great numbers. Yeah. And that's what he has, right? Yeah, he does. I, I, we put Peter on hold because uh, he is now He's, going through the car wash. I can yeah, hear it. Now, now um, he got the dryers going. Yeah, but I agree with him on the one thing. He did, you know, a lot of times people would talk about Baez and about uh, Bryant. But if you looked at Rizzo's numbers, he was like 3,100. You know, 30 homers, 100 RBIs for a couple yeah. of years in a row there. He was always there constantly. Most there. consistent. Yeah. About 282. Yeah. Batting average. Right. Was. And he wasn't striking out a lot. And it's funny, too. I heard Harold Reynolds had a big thing. He kept saying all – he said it. I heard him say it three times. He was talking about how Anthony Rizzo is going to be such a big help to Joey Gallo if they sit next to each other and talk because he looked at Rizzo's strikeout numbers and then how Rizzo moved it, moved on the plate – got a little closer to the plate, can then hit the outside pitch, and he said he can help Joey Gallo cut down on his strikeouts, okay? Um, he, he brought it up three times. Now, Rizzo did that, you know, he did that, he cut down on his strikeouts, he did a great job of it, and that was nice to see. Um, so we'll see. We'll see 15, how he does. 15.7% strikeouts in 92 games. So, I mean, and, and of all of his plate appearances, that you know, that he's he's baseball savvy, right? Yeah. I mean, we celebrate choking up with two strikes, and sure. you know, our question is why don't don't more people? I guess Joey Gallo is in that group. Why? I get it. He's the most consistent of all of the big three: Baez, Bryant, and and uh, Rizzo. Right. But two forty eight, three forty six, four four six. You know, sixteen doubles, three triples, fourteen home runs, and he doesn't strike out. That's right. great. Is that twenty five million a year? No, for I don't. Years? Yeah, I think that's no. a little bit. That's a little bit high. We go to, yeah. to the. Let's go to. Um, let's see here. Let's go south side. And uh, Tom, hello, Tom. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? It's a shame uh, you guys are only on on the weekend, man. I love you guys. Thank you. We appreciate hey, it. Hey, uh, two quick things. Number one, 
I was only 10 when the Sox won in 05. But I remember Shingo Takatsu, and then out of nowhere, he was gone, and then Bobby Jenks came in. I'm wondering if that's going to be a similar thing here because Hendricks, you know, he's blown five games. Well, you missed know. you missed a guy in between there. Dustin yeah. Hermanson was actually in between oh, those I do, two. I yeah. do remember yeah. him. Uh-huh. Yeah, they and, went through three then, closers, right? Yeah, three closers in the year. And then one other thing. Um, I, I was on Facebook yesterday, and I saw the uh, the Dodgers are up to three hundred million dollars on their oh. payroll. <laughs> oh boy! Do you guys think? Do you guys think there needs to be a uh, uh, cap in baseball? I'm going to hang up and I'll get your guys' opinion on that. Thanks. I'm one of those guys who's always thought there should be, just because I hate the guy. I hate when teams just spend the most amount of money and, and win because of it. I but, mean, there there is. I mean, for lack of a better term, luxury yeah. tax, right? And Tom Ricketts was hell bent on getting under. Even the Yankees were trying to. Right. We're going to get underneath it. And Some don't thought, care. Some don't right. care. They said, "Well, if we if we can win, we'll we'll just keep spending. Well, we'll pay. I mean, we'll even, pay." Even, even though two thirds of the people in LA can't watch Dodgers games, they still made two billion dollars from that network deal, right? Right. That cable deal. So yeah. they have the money. I mean, what they did yesterday is obscene, right? Oh, it is. Picking up Scherzer uh, and Trey Turner. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, and and so any other team that really, you know, God bless, they make the Padres look like a minor league club again for what they're doing, right? And, and certainly the Cubs sustain success. That's it. That's what the Dodgers do. They don't have to talk about it. They just do it every year. Well, and, and I'd like, I'd love to know the behind the scenes because for you know hours before the Dodger deal came up, we it was Scherzer going to the Padres, right? And everybody thought it was a done deal. I heard people reporting it. And I'm going, okay, well that's a nice move by them. They also picked up Adam Frazier and things like that. Uh, White Sox went out and got you know Cesar Hernandez, who got two hits and can play the position. He said he's a nice, you know, stopgap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that wasn't bad. But then when I see the Dodgers getting those two, I said, that, you got to be kidding would me. say not so fast. Yeah, they, they had a better deal coming. Uh huh. We'll get back to the calls three one two three three two three seven seven six. Jesse Rogers joins us about ten fifteen. I'm sure his head was spinning throughout the day yesterday as the Cubs made numerous deals. We'll talk about it here on ESPN one thousand. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. For a while, I was thinking, okay, we got Bears talk. Bears are in camp. We can talk about them, even though, you know, not much happens, especially with Tevin Jenkins. He's got a bad back. I got a bad back, but he's a guy that's drafted back. To, black, to block people. Yeah. Um and then, then the, the draft comes. I go, well, there's no reason to watch the NBA draft. The Bulls have the 38th pick. And then they come come up with Io DeSumo. And I was like, okay, well, a 6'5 guard shooting 49% from the field. You know, not a bad thing. Um, you know, but, yeah, the baseball. Yeah, I, covered, I covered the Bulls when they did everything they could to get rid of second-round picks or stash them in Europe because right. they didn't want to pay them. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and this was perfect. But yeah, we'll we'll wait to talk about some of that stuff. Yes. Yeah, with the uh, the Cubs and the White Sox making moves, we'll hear from Rick Hahn. We'll hear from uh, Jesse Rogers. Will join us about fifth um, about uh, twenty five minutes from now, about ten fifteen. But right now, we're going to uh, get back to the phones. Tony's been hanging out for a while. Tony, we appreciate it. What's going on? Thank you. Hi, I really appreciate you taking my call. Uh, well, I'm going to touch on a couple subjects: the Cubs with the core players that won the World Series, which was great. But let's be let's be serious. These guys did not improve at all. Maybe Rizzo, with the exception of Rizzo, but Baez, Baez definitely had to go. 
I, I was sick and tired of watching him swing at balls in the dirt. And he tried to cover it up by being a, a big show-off. And I was a biased fan, but he did not improve as far as a hitter. Now, his fielding, you can't question his fielding. But he, they just didn't have that championship uh, pedigree after they won the World Series. They did not hit in the clutch. And you could just always feel that they weren't going to make it out of the playoffs to the World Series again. Yeah. It was just because they never hit in the clutch. No, 17 and 18, they struggled hitting the ball. They really oh. did. Once they got to, once they got near the in the postseason, they just couldn't hit. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, two runs, one run. I mean, it was not it like was when they were winning baseball. World Series. Yeah. yeah. It, yep. it was terrible baseball. And and by the Sox getting Kimbrough, I, I want to say that that's a devastating bullpen now. Oh. Now, I don't know. You were talking about maybe it might be a little adjustment period. Is the adjustment because of jealousy or baseball? That might be the problem now Both. in the bullpen. Yeah, it could be. It could be, Tony. We appreciate the call, and thanks a lot for holding on. Um, I'm just, you've got, you went out and spent, you know, four years on Liam Hendricks. And, um, you know, Rick Hahn mentioned it. He and Kenny got together and talked. Uh, lastly, Craig Kimbrell. Obviously, the, the resume speaks for itself. You know, as, I, as I discussed with Craig a few weeks ago, uh, Kenny and I asked each other, of all the players expected to be moved, let's assume we can only acquire one, who would it be? And he and I had the same answer, and, and that was the player we acquired today. The only thing I would have asked after he said that, was that after one of the days that Hendricks blew a save? And, and you know what? It's a legit question. Yeah. And, and because you don't want to lose a chance to win the World Series. You know, Kimbrell was that guy when he struggled, right? right. They all, everyone struggles sure. for the most part. Sure they do. But I, I, I'm still not... A fan of closer by committee. I think you have to figure out who's the guy. Right now, it's Hendricks' job to lose, I would assume. But I still think Kimbrell's right now in form, in better form than, than Hendricks. But, you know, Kimbrell does have a team option. So, which is, you know, so they can either say right. goodbye to him at the end of the year, although they paid a pretty penny to, to get him. So I assume they're going to pick up that option. Here, talk about a devastating bullpen. Five of the 50 relievers in baseball who have a 30% strikeout rate or higher, are now residing in the in the White Sox bullpen. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. The White Sox already had the highest pitching um, strikeout percentage before yeah. they got Kimbrell and Tapera, or or Tempora, as uh, Ozzy calls them. Uh, <laughs> well, so. that's not you could have. You could have called them anything. Yeah. You didn't uh, want to call them into the game necessarily. But. No, you didn't necessarily. And and the mix-up in the in the game, what happened, and Tony LaRusa explained it after the game, there was a mix-up because Ethan Katz goes out to talk to Tapera, and all of a sudden he's talking to him, and the umpire looks at the Sox dugout and all of a sudden waves in uh, Ruiz to come in. And right. you can read Ethan Katz's lips, and he says, we got a pitching change? And he didn't know. So LaRusa, kind of with a smile on his face, said Katz knew he had to talk to Para after he walked the guy, after he gave up a homer, a single, and then walked the guy. He said, but he was already out of the dugout before LaRusa was going to tell him, listen, we're making the change. Yeah. Um, so as he was walking out, LaRusa was on the phone uh, calling the bullpen, saying, listen, I, we we got to get Ruiz yeah, in. Yeah, this isn't working here, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of confusing, but it was uh, it was funny. It, it was kind of funny. Not a as little... funny as Tony shoving uh, uh, Perez. Perez. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I thought he that, goes right out there. He's like, get away from my yeah, guy. Get away from my guy. And he explained that too afterwards. We'll talk about that. But let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Michael. Michael, what's happening today? Hey, thanks for taking my call. And uh, my thought on the Cubs situation is I put it uh, more square with ownership. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, management did a great job to bring the championship in uh, World Series championship in 2016. But but then they also they rebuilt Wrigley Field. They rebuilt Wrigleyville. They launched a, a network that that is costly to see. So they banked on the fact that they were going to continue to have a product on the field, which didn't happen. But unloaded all unloading it all at the same time doesn't seem to make sense from a marketing standpoint. Hold on to Rizzo uh, so that you can at least continue some of that while you rebuild. Because who wants to go to Gallagher Way right now? Who wants to go to the damn hotel? Who wants to go to Wrigley Field or watch on Marquee? So, you know, yeah, you've lost money in biblical proportions last year, but what are you setting it up for this year, next year, and two two years down the road? So I blame ownership. Goodbye, Ricketts. But he didn't go. Thanks, anywhere. Michael. Um, but I, I feel the pain and I understand yeah. it. Uh, you can still get a table at Madden's. No, I think they're closed. Yeah. Um, uh, try the Polish sausage. Is Rizzo's next? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I mean they they built all that Wrigleyville up very and they quickly. Owned everything yep. within three blocks, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And didn't see the pandemic coming because no one did. No one did. Right. And so, so then. You know, they didn't have, they weren't liquid, right? Because all their money went into the ho- the damn hotels, our caller called it, and all that. Um, but will, will season ticket holders be willing to go through what our caller said, maybe four or five years or more rebuild now, and, and it's a rebuild, uh, and write those big season ticket checks? Because I don't think they're lowering ticket prices anytime soon. So. No, I wouldn't think so. Here was the lineup in case you missed it yesterday for the Cubs. And I was eager to see what Tension. it was going to be. It Tension, was o- please. Ortega in center field, Contreras catching, Hap hitting third in left field, Patrick Wisdom at first hitting cleanup, Bodie at second, Hayward in right, Duffy at third base, Alcantara at short, and Jake Arrieta was on the hill. Help. Yeah, it, it's going to be very Jake difficult. Jake wasn't that bad. No, Jake wasn't that bad. I mean, he, you know, yeah, he only gave up three. Yeah, two so. run, two, yeah, two and four innings. So yeah, yeah he wasn't brutal. Um, gave up no. a couple of homers. I gave him one homer to Garcia. I don't even know who that Garcia was. Some guy playing second base for Washington who they don't know. I mean, Washington got rid of so many guys, and then they also got rid of other guys that were bench guys just to move everybody. Um, it yeah. was interesting. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lots to talk about. I know yesterday Cub fans were were upset. Some White Sox fans were upset. What do you think they're going to do with on the south side with Kimbrell and with Liam Hendricks? We'll talk also here from Tony Larusa. None of the White Sox are happy that their big guy keeps getting hit. Uh, he drove in a run yesterday, getting hit in the head. It's the easy way, but not not on the noggin. It wasn't. Um, White Sox for winners. Cubs losing in D.C. We'll talk about the trades. We'll talk with you when we come back after this on the ESPN One Thousand.